0: And welcome back to this week's edition of the Philly Sports Angle Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and this week we'll be discussing the Philadelphia Phillies' 2019 season and the recent uh, fall in the standings and what this means for the rest of the season. Last week, we talked about uh, Mikel Franco being sent down to AAA Lehigh Valley. And this week, we're going to talk about the Phillies as a whole as they dropped the last six of seven games they played on this road trip versus the Diamondbacks in San Francisco. Today, on Monday, they have off as they look to come home and start a series against the Cubs. So, just a review about the Phillies' season this thus far. Like I said, they dropped the last six of seven games after their loss last night against the Giants. What I'm going to talk about today is, you know, what is the root of the Phillies' problems this year? Is it the inconsistent pitching? Is it the unable to produce with runners in scoring position? Is it the coaching? Is it the general manager? What is the problem? And, you know, that's going to be the question and central theme of this podcast is the fact that what do you think will help the Phillies be able to, if they can, make a push as they look into the playoffs? So I want to start back to last night's game. I was on ESPN and obviously ESPN Sunday night. Baseball is Alex Rodriguez, Jessica Mendoza, even though she wasn't on it, but Alex Rodriguez was the color. He usually isn't very critical of coaching and players. He, let me tell you, he ripped into Gabe Capler, and I quote what he said here, um, uh, careless managing and even more careless pitching. Now, that is a pretty, pretty uh, accusing statement to make and a general statement to make about a team, And but I actually agree with him here. The Phillies, at the end of May, they were three games up, National League East. And since May, they're 27-33. They were in first place the last time on June 11th. You know, since then, many other teams have gotten better, picked up people at the All-Star break, after the All-Star break, at the trade deadline, and they are making a run for it. Now, believe me, I'm just as surprised as you that the Phillies are indeed um, only nine games back. At least, and they are only two games out of the wild card. Now there's six about six teams in, in the running now, but just to give you an idea, I mean they're 60 and 58. They're almost at 500. Not a great record, but they're still hanging in there. So we're going to be optimistic here, and you know see what they can do for the rest of the season. But first, I want to start with the lineup because I feel like a lot of times um, fans will a lot of times target the players um, who aren't performing on the field. But the Phillies aren't like that. They just it's a little bit different here. This is, I'm going to go through the Philly starting lineup as of today, August 12th. So Harper is batting 250, Hoskins 245, Segura 281, Romito 272, Kingery 278, Dickerson 321, and Hernandez 281, and even Vince Velasquez is batting 250. Now, you look at that if you looked at that lineup on paper, you'd be like, "Oh, not a bad team. They're all in the upper two, upper 200s, near the 300 mark. One guy over 300." and they had guys in that 300 range at least three or four guys earlier this season but the thing is they're just not scoring with runners in scoring position last night on when i watched the game on espn they had three opportunities with the bases loaded in three different innings and they were not able to execute and they lost in those moments you have to ex- execute there's no reason you should not be able to score to drive in runs at that point um you don't need to... I feel like they're over. Is it the fact they're over swinging or they're trying too hard? I mean, all you gotta do is hit a single or a sack bun or walk. I mean, the Phillies aren't good about walking as Reese and Bryce do lead the the league in walks. So to me, it's not only really the lineup. It's more of how can they come together as a team? They need to come together more as a team in order to, to be successful. They don't play as a team. They play as individuals. And it's always said that you are different when you play as a team versus when you play as individuals. And, you know, maybe this is the year they're rebuilding, discovering each other, trying to figure out different things, but they're not playing as a team, and this is affecting them. And this will continue to affect them unless they figure something out within the next six to seven weeks as they finish out this season. It's disappointing. I mean, we had we as Phillies fans had big expectations for the team this year. I mean, they got a lot of great picks on the offseason, season. Harper, Harper, Segura, Romuto, Robertson, and McCutcheon. And you look at it, McCutcheon and, and Robertson are hurt for the whole year. I mean, that's a low blow. I don't know if you take into account the injuries, but it's a matter of how can they work together as a team. They all can hit individually. It's a matter of how can these they make the hits come together, execute that way, and score some runs. And that's how they're going to be successful. The other side of it is the pitching. I mean, that's been the big talk of the whole entire year. Um, you know, we came into the season with five pitchers who the Phillies were confident that could execute and get the job done. And those five starting pitchers in, in, in April were Aaron Nola, Arietta Vince Velasquez, Zach Eflin, and Nick Pavetta. We've learned, we've seen it. Eflin, Pavetta, and Vince have had so many struggles. They've been trying to move around the bullpen. Pavetta's been moved to the bullpen. Vince has been moved to the bullpen. And the thing is, where do these guys belong? They're not starting pitching material. Vince has been showing himself better lately. And with the accusation of Drew Smiley around the deadline, who has not been doing bad for the Phillies, but the fact that he should not be in the third spot of a rotation. He's not a third spot rotation person. But he's not doing bad. So right now, the, you know, the rotation is, you know, Smiley and Vince and Eflin and um, Nola and Arietta. And the thing is, the most consecutive picture of those pitcher of all those guys is Nola he's had the great most amount of great outings and I mean you look at Arietta, he is pitching through a burnt bone spur but the thing that gets me every time is the Phillies knew he was in pain and had this injury since June 1st so you think in the last in the two months before the deadline they could have said hmm we really need to get another pitcher for Arietta. but they didn't go out and get a pitcher they got Drew Smiley but they could have gotten bigger names I mean you talk about where you need to put your money you put your money where the pitching is. Like, you can have it, you need to have a great lineup, you need to have depth in hitting and a wide variety of um, people, but you cannot do well if you don't have great pitching. And I think the Phillies are learning that, but I think it's a little too late at this point. I mean, you look now and it's like, would the Phillies make a move to try to get a pitcher from someone else? I mean, you really don't know. I think they need to make some sort of move at this point in the middle of August because. They're not looking great. I mean, they're nine games out. The East is slipping farther and farther away. The Braves are red hot. The Nationals are hot. The Mets are hot. The Mets are 15-1 in their last 16 games. They have looked outstanding since the All-Star break. And you know why? Because they got a new pitcher in Stroman. And they have DeGrom, who's a Cy Young. And, you know, their team has just been building around their pitching. And the team works together. You know that it means? The Phillies need to come together and work together. And you look at the bullpen... Um, You know, last night's pitching, so Arietta obviously went a few innings, but with his bone spur, he wasn't looking, you know, great. His ERA right now is 4.65, and five other pitchers came in. Parker is at 5.14, Suarez 4.33 ERA, um, Morin at 4.35, Alvarez at 3.02, and Pivetta at 5.37, and that's just not a deal. You you can't have that many guys at that big of an ERA. Um, Pivetta, I'm not sure where he really fits in at this point. Like I said before, he was a starter, moved into the bullpen. He's good one to two innings, but then he just starts to slip. And I'm not sure if his movement gives up or if people just start to figure out his pitching. Um, there needs to be something done, though. Um, the coaches have to sit the players down and figure something out because if they want to make a run, and I think all of, they do, all of them do because if you look at the frustration on their faces when they're striking out – They've got to hit better. I mean, it's just how it is. It's your full-time job, and the pitching coach has to sit all those pitchers down and figure something out, or the Phillies need to make a big move, and I'm not really sure who they would get, but it's if it's possible, they could possibly get another person, as they do have about six to seven weeks left in the season, and they're very close in the wild card, and if they don't make a move, that might just show their commitment. It might just show a lot about the general manager and, and, and the coaching staff, and with that bridge, I wanted to go into the decisions, you know, the general manager has made um, and and Kapler, Coach Kapler, um, over the past, you know, month or so. And a good GM is constantly planning ahead. So they are constantly sitting there and saying, how can I improve this team next year? How can I take this team and make them better next year? And believe me, I didn't expect the Phillies to win a World Series this year, like in the first year. You never know, but I'm just saying, like, how can I keep building and keep getting people and making the team better? And so what they do is they self send Franco down, right? And I already, you already know my opinion about that. But Sean Rodriguez, for example, should not be up here. He's been playing worse than any other player I've seen. He's had no productivity in the last 10 games I've seen him play. And he's still up. And if you want to send a message and be consistent, like, like just add on to what I had last week, you have to send a message to all the guys. All of our position players, who are bench players, who are coming off the bench, are batting under 240, and it's just, you need to, you need to get them going. Um, Roman Quinn, he's been getting some more sights, and I think the more he's in, the better he is. He's fast. We need somebody who can run the bases, who's fast. You need that in every team, I think, and he's a guy who can do that. If you're going to treat some of their players like it, you need to treat them all like it, and Franco just got the brunt, brunt end of it, and sure, he was struggling. I agree he was struggling. He just, he was struggling a lot, but they need to really take a look at their, at their locker room and figure out what they need to do in order to get everyone on the same page. Play like major leaguers, because there's been too many mistakes, too many slip-ups that have cost them things. This is something that shouldn't be tolerated. Kapler... Um, you know, keeps saying uh, about Arietta. Today it was announced that Arietta they're in talks today, and tomorrow on Tuesday will be decided whether or not he will go on the injured list because, you know, they've known for almost two and a half months that he has his bone spur, but they're still in him pitch, and I just don't think that's right. I mean, I know he's... Really tough guy for going out there and pitching, and I commend him for that. With why not give him rest? If you want to rotate him back in a couple times, I don't think it's right for him to pitch. I think he just needs to have surgery and go on the injured list. At this point, we are so in such a position that we just need to find somebody who can pitch and not put him. He was in. If you looked at him last night, he was wincing so hard in pain. You, it, it was hard to watch. And I know that he wants to pitch and he wants to be out there. He's a competitor, and we do need his pitching. Um, we need another solid force in the in the pitching rotation, but. That's hard to watch. And ask Kapler, what do you do in that situation? What do you think? What do you do? What do you do as a GM? You paid this guy tons of money, and he's injured. Able to pitch through his injury, which a lot of them probably do play through a lot of their injuries, if you're thinking about it that way. They do. We just have to know about this one. But what do you do? Do you bench him? I mean, I'm not really sure. Like I said, I can see them benching him and going with someone who they know is healthy, but they don't have any options right now unless they pick someone up now. And I think there needs to be a big move soon. And if this, like I said, this move needs to happen... Um, within the next couple days to a week because they are struggling on the struggle bus really hard right now. The way that the general manager and coach act really sets the tone for the team in the clubhouse and I think that there's just some poor decisions made by the front office that may affect um, the coaching staff. Um, I think the coaches need to get together and figure out what they're doing wrong because I'm not sure that the coach, the pitching staff is hard enough on them. I know that they go out there and throw throw the baseballs, but I'm just saying I think there needs to be a little bit more of a crack down there, just because this team is more than capable of competing with other teams. They just they just for some reason cannot get themselves to a point where they're winning. And they were on a roll to be in the season. And sure, they lost to Andrew McCutcheon. And if you're saying Andrew is a big part of the team, yes, I believe he is a big part of the team. But as a team, you gotta adapt. I mean, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles when the Carson Wentz went down the Super Bowl year in, in 18. And they came back and, you know, they were harder and they had a great backup guy in Nick Foles. And there's got to be guys that step up and just play better. And next, tomorrow with the Cubs series, they can set the tone. You know, let's start a new one. You're home, you're on your own turf. It's Cole Hamels and Aaron Nola facing off. Let's go. Let's see what, you know, what they can do here. I'm going to be optimistic and say that I believe they can fight for a wild card spot and even push their way up in the standings at the least. They just have to be consistent because they can. I'm more than confident they can do it. Sure, their pitching isn't be great, but they need to just start hitting, hitting and hitting. And their pitching, I think, will just need to hang in there. I would love to see the Phillies make a bid to the playoffs. I know I've been watching Twitter polls, and I know the 90% chance of people say that they're not going to, and I see that too, but you have got to, to me, you just got to be optimistic about this. If you look at their young team, how many guys in there are in their mid-20s, mid to young 20s? A lot, if you if you wanted to look it up, and it's a team that they can really be good in a couple years, but there's going to be these years and they're rough, but they need to start playing consistent now. They need to set the tone for the, for the rest of the years um, that they're big stars and their team competitive in the in the major in major league baseball. Do you think the 2019 Phillies will miss the playoffs? Do you think they will not miss the playoffs and sneak into the wild card? I want to hear your thoughts. So drop them right. Reply to anything I post this on, or let me know. Message me. I want to hear your thoughts. You know, go Phillies, and let's see if they can come back and get on a hot streak as we approach the middle of August. You can always tune in. Um, here every week on Philly Sports Angle. Again, my name's Kirsten, and thank you for listening.